Ooh, okay. Welcome back to Public Access America. Ah. <laughs> uh, I need to grab myself some more coffee because coffee is fantastic. Coffee is one of those things where it's wonderful. I love it. It's like 85 degrees outside already and I'm drinking hot coffee. Mm -hmm. That's why I have air conditioning because I like comforters and coffee. Hey, so we're hosted by Red Circle just to kick this hour off. And if you want to post your podcast for free and earn incentives while building your audience, Red Circle might be the way to go. Not Anchor like Adam from Adam has a beard when Adam, we got beef and you know that. So go ahead and post up to Anchor if you want. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. Feel. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10... We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other, because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who was taking donations from the NRA, shame on you. I believed them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors. I believed them. Children were being separated from their parents in front of an American flag. I believe them. And you can change the entire population of the world, 8 billion people. And if you're going to figure out what was happening to us, we might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. Well, that didn't happen. And here we are. I believe these women. You're wrong. I feel extremely lucky to, to be here with all of you fighting for justice, for equality, for the right for us to equally exist in this country. There were 329 uprisings, 157 cities within four and a half years. And neither Martin nor Fannie had any control over that. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. But their children were saved and their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much. And may God bless America. May God bless America. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I did want to say that we're in a, we're in a weird position, Jeffrey, which is... Mm -hmm. But what we're doing now is we are going to start creating exclusive content or offering exclusive content, but we need red circle says we need $500 worth of exclusive subscriber content. And I don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. How do you get people to invest in exclusive content when you can't actually offer the content until you, re you know, until you get to a threshold. So $399, we still can't give them the exclusive content. And that bugs me, but we're working on it. And mm. so if you go to Twitter at public access pod, you're going to see these tweets, you know, help us reach our goals and everything. And it's going to have the red circle link. It's actually a dollar a week, a week or $50 a year. And so that's nice. All we need is 10 people to invest in our exclusive content for the first um, 500 hours. So 50, 50 for a year, and we can start exclusive content. And I like that. And by the way, Jeffrey, mm. as well, we have ads running in our podcast now. And I just want to oh. know about that. We have earned money. I don't want to say too much on air because I don't want people coming to attack me. But I did want to ask you, mm -hmm. I, what I feel is, the first $500, I'd like to invest in something. And I was, I wanted mm -hmm. to ask people, what, what would you like to end? If you could end something like, I, I don't like homelessness. I would like mm. to end homelessness. So something yeah. achievable that we can start working towards and, um, donating to and addressing and highlighting and, you know, working on something like that. So what would you like to end if you could end something? Food insecurity. Uh, that's one that's near and dear to my heart, you know, and, and given that we live in a, in a country that is such a prolific producer, uh, there's just no reason why w there should be hunger in this country, let alone any country. 
So love that. I'm going to go with food. And to me, those two things go hand in hand. Yes. Those two things go hand in hand. Right. I always wonder what is the fire hose that spits out homeless people and food insecurity is, is, is definitely one of those. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I like that. Plus one of my dream conversations with you was always the 3d garden. I love it. Mm -hmm. The the office three level office building with the fish in the bottom and the water that cycles up to the fruits and the vegetables and the roof and, you know, all of that Mm -hmm. stuff and making that a co-op and putting that in a food desert, an urban food desert that I love that. That was one of my favorite concepts that we came up with. Oh, and to me, like, you know, things like that are fantastic because, you know, it gives you, it gives you so, so much positivity uh, and positive growth within the community Mm -hmm. because you know like you said number one puts food in a food desert number two sustainable agriculture number three uh it helps disrupt the the school to prison pipeline yes get people or or the 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 recidivism rate you know get people back you know to work working good paying jobs working with their community Mm -hmm. so that way they don't you know, there isn't that issue of whether or not they're going to end up going back to prison. Right. Education. I love that, that somebody could go there as a child and just get a job and grow up. That's what I did as a child. I would go to like, I worked at White Hen and worked my way up. I was a candy stocker, you know what I mean? And I think Mm -hmm. we need to learn that everybody needs to learn that that's how things go. And you can create your own thing or help somebody on their path by working at their Mm -hmm. business. But we need to realize that trudging forward day in and day out and learning as we go is the way that we improve ourselves. Absolutely. So it's, it's definitely, it's definitely one of those good things where it's like, we, we have the chance to do so much um, that we just have to figure out how, how do you take that first step and how do you make that work? Right. Well, the, the lucky thing about that is there's only real seven, distributors of food in the world right mm-hmm. so that's seven emails yep yeah okay you just need those yep. companies once i get the name of those companies then i'll just send an email and say hey can you give five hundred and fifty thousand people in america free food please <laughs> help can you can you help you know address the fresh fruit does the fresh fruit and vegetable deserts that exist within this country right and I love the co-op idea. And I like that mm-hmm. you could just have like a, a bodega at the bottom, you know, just off mm-hmm. to the side selling this stuff. I just, it's just, people don't realize it because I think we're stuck in this fast food fascination. Well, we're at the, I think we're at the tail end of the fast food fascination because now even Domino's is offering gluten-free pizza crust. But I think people don't realize how good it feels to consistently eat vegetables and fruit and like mm-hmm. raw, raw materials, non-processed, not non-frozen with, you know, these byproducts and it just fresh food. Mm-hmm. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. It, it tastes great. It is great. It's, you know, and anybody will tell you that, you know, something grown in the garden and, and picked is so much better than something that you've had to, you know, go to the grocery store and buy. The flavor is different. Right. The texture is different. It's just, you know, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's that whole, you know, I, I can taste the hard work I can put I put into something. Yeah. But also too, I mean, you know, there's there's just so many different reasons why that is. I mean, nutrient content in the soil, nutrient content available, whether or not something was vine ripened versus ripened on the way to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like um, sprayed with CO2. A lot of trucks keep the CO2 in the in there just to keep the tomatoes green, you know what I mean? Yep, that's just, that's exactly it. We were talking about that here the other day where uh, Debbie and I were talking about how uh, with fruits and vegetables, they use they use different gases in order to keep the the fruit preserved yeah. before it makes it to the grocery store. Or the meat red. I'm just learning that they'll don't mix dyes it and, in and yeah, pump it with oxygen yep. to keep it fresh. And I'm I've been trying to explain to my friend that there's this three day rule with meat. Once it's frozen or you bring it home, you have like three days to eat it, use it, and eat it. Mm-hmm. And you can freeze it to give it a little more time, but you, if you 
freeze it at three days, you better eat it when you unfreeze it. You know what I mean? But there is some right. foods like ham that, that are a little longer and chicken that I wouldn't trust as long. And so right, it's teaching people these basic things, you know, like I, uh, a long time ago, I talked to Dan about teaching kids not to eat the green ham. Like a kid comes home from school and nobody's there to teach him not to eat the green ham. And he just says, well, that ham was good yesterday, but today it's kind of green. I'm going to eat it. And he gets sick and there's a bill mm -hmm. and all we need is somebody to have a living wage to get mom home <laughs> when the kid mm -hmm. gets home. You know what I mean? You know, and that's, and that's one of the things that I know we've talked about so frequently is, is that, you know, the idea that, you know, at one point in time, you, you only needed one earner in order to make things work. And now it's, you have to have, you have to have two. Yeah. And a side you know, hustle, right? Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things that's just absolutely, it's rough. It's, you know, all what COVID at least gave us a chance to relearn is, is that the more involved you are in your kids' lives, the better that they do yeah. most of the time. Yeah. I say most of the time. That's hilarious. I saw a tweet from Google Technologies, how about how they were transforming the home platform for people that work from home and how they're revolutionizing this idea of working from home. And I had to ask them which disability group they were working with or consulting with because they have the opportunity to transform this and level the playing field for people with disabilities and not that all can work from mm -hmm. home. And if they could, if they could just incorporate that and get some advice from disabled people on how to transform then they would be much better off and they have a chance to help 49 million people discover independence. Mm -hmm. You know, or, you know, how do you help, you know, you've got the disability side or how do you, how do you help someone work from home? So that way you keep a parent in the home. Right. I think these things are so exciting, but people don't realize the opportunities they have because right. and we were talking on, Sorry, we recorded yes, uh, Friday for Inspirations Beyond Disabilities. We got four guys together, and they were gamers, and they were techies, and they were ta just talking about map navigation and how that works on a watch, but not for public transit. And so I'm just really excited to see where technology goes, because technology that was created for the blind, we all use in texting. And so any innovation for the blind will help everybody. And I just love mm -hmm. the fact that people are trying to innovate in a space where it needs innovation, you know? Oh, absolutely. There's, there is so much that can be done with technology these days. And it's, you know, we're going to figure out ways to in where, you know, in which we can, we can get a better standard of living for just about everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's never, nothing's ever going to be perfect, right. you know, as much as we would like it to be. But it can certainly be better than what it is. I love it. That was a slow arc transition. Did you hear about the five new bills that they're trying to gather and put into law to protect us from the evil tech giants? I've, I have definitely uh, seen some of them. Um, so that's an, that's an interesting one. I feel like they don't ha quite have them all thought out yet. Right. I think, you know, it's funny because both parties are pissed at the tech giants and how they're working. It's like, cool. I'm glad that you both have arrived at the same conclusion, but, but right. Exactly. I think it's a bunch it's like of I'm, old guys that don't know what tech is. And they used to rely on policy from the tech companies themselves. And now that they don't mm -hmm. want that from them, they're having a hard time drafting their own policy because they don't have anybody young enough that uses the technology like Snapchat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I mean, realistically, like their problems, the problems that, you know, the two groups have are very different. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got one, you've got one group who's, you know, saying that there's pretty much, you know, anti, -com anti compete and antitrust. Right. And you got another group saying that they're literally just silencing and, and they both have arrived that, you know, the big tech industry is a problem. They just have two different reasons as to why. Mm -hmm. And, and funny enough, they didn't seem to have that much of a problem with it while they were getting donations. Neither of them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so now that both the party, you know, the tech companies are like, yeah, we should probably pull back on donating to the parties. Now all of a sudden they're like, big tech is the problem. I'm like, mm -hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, it was the it was the problem as soon as Donald Trump used it, figured out how to use it. You know what I mean? And even he only before that he only used Twitter. Everybody else that on his you know team used everything else. I never saw him once on Facebook. But I, I you know one of the things was that yes, Facebook couldn't just buy up like an Instagram or a WhatsApp to silence them. That they might actually try and break them down into parts. But then I hear news that. Um, Facebook is trying to get into podcasting and people are asking, would you use Facebook for a podcasting? And I would say no. <laughs> yeah. The Facebook, the way that Facebook uh, controls and keeps your content is just absolutely not. Right. That was what I was telling my friend. I was like, the only reason I'm still on Facebook is because they have my data. And if I leave, I feel like it's saying, go ahead, keep my data. I'm out of here. And I want supposedly you can supposedly you can download it and delete it supposedly. Sure. But they already own it. They already own it. I mean, it's already out there in the universe. They're sharing it with Google. They're sharing it with everything, everything, Yep. you know, and Amazon yep. has it all. And so Amazon, Microsoft, Google, Apple, uh, Facebook, I mean, all of them, all of them have data. All of them are using it. Yeah. And it's just, you know, uh, one of the things that I've told people, and I'll say it again, is, is that the price for using free software, free systems, free platforms is your data. That's And, and people are finally starting to get pissed about that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's like, this has been a thing for the last 10 years, yeah. easily. So why is it that it's taking you this long to finally be upset about exactly. it? But if it's something of value, then it's something of value to me and it's mine and you can't just steal it without compensation. And like you said, that's the free app that's access mm -hmm. to Facebook. That's the, mm -hmm. that's the price. I'm still paying a fortune. Like, I don't know how much my data is worth. I don't know how much they make on just my data, but that is the price that I pay to be on Facebook. Yep. And to me, it's also one of those things where it's like, look, if, if, you know, I, I honestly thought that they should have a, a paid version where I could get rid of all of these fucking ads. Cause you know, Facebook was great for me when I, when I first joined, because it was fun to just share goofy photos of yeah. my friends and yeah. poke wars and write on each other's walls. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, okay, here's a friend, ad, 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 political advertisement, news article, friend right add 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 that's like oh my god and that's with ads turned off like i have all of that turned off in facebook settings like they can't access it but they they then they change the settings they they update they update and then suddenly i have to go back in and re on you know undo all that stuff and i don't like that i don't like facebook i have very few friends and i'm trying to get everything away from facebook i would just leave facebook right now if 48 other people left facebook Mm -hmm. And, and really like, I don't, I really hardly post anything anymore unless I'm just being a fucking goof, right? you know, just because it's like, every, you know, everything's just political and it's absolutely annoying. I don't just get to see my friend's stuff and comment on my friend's stuff, right? like hardly at all. And even when I even when there is political stuff, it's usually just a dumpster fire. And so pretty much the only reason that I have Facebook is for the messenger. So that way it's easy for me to send gifts and videos and pictures and, yeah. you know, or, you know, like, uh, like I did last night and then I was chatting with Adam and having, having some fun. I tried to send a link to Adam because he, you know, we were having ourselves a real raunchy conversation. Mm -hmm. And he's like, so where's the site can, that I can go for this? And of course, I thought it'd be hilarious to write, oh, yeah, you can totally look this up at www.penisland.com. And it blocked Pen Island. It says, you can't send this. Really? Yep. So I took a screenshot of it and sent it to Adam. I'm like, can't send the link. Can I send this link that's terrible? No. Can I send a picture of the link? Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Good enough. That's hilarious. And so, of course, I sent it to Adam, and he was just losing it last night. <laughs> <laughs> I love Adam. He's a great guy. So, oh, or he's on Anchor instead of Red Circle. We got beef. But other than that, you're good, Adam. You're good. <laughs> <laughs>
So what more friendly of, competition is always great. One of my favorite things, my and it's a story, and I get to promote at the same time. I we talked about my well, two of my stocks in the first episode, but my third one of my third stocks is Snapchat. And a little mm-hmm. girl took Snapchat all the way to the Supreme Court and took the stock back to a, one of its highest prices of the year simply by saying F cheer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh, that was fantastic. Yeah, I love that, that she was, that was hilarious. And the fact that she did it on Snapchat just made my day. <laughs> you, know, you know, that's that's the funny thing about the whole the whole argument for and against freedom of speech. One of the things that I've told people is, is that look, you know, if you think if you think true freedom of speech exists where you get to say anything you want and there are zero consequences, let I, I want you to try two things. Number one, I want you to go into the middle of a busy Costco and just start yelling "fuck" as loud as you can and find out what happens. You ain't gonna get. I, I, I'll make it quick. You're not gonna get to stay in the store. Right. On the second one, I want you to go into a church and start yelling "fuck" as loud as you can and tell me if you get to stay in that church. Wow. Guarantee you, the answer is no. So, does f- true freedom of speech actually exist? Well, I mean, you do get to say whatever you want. You just don't have freedom from consequences. Right. You can say "fuck" in Costco or in a church. The consequence is they're kicking your ass out. Right. Exactly. You know, and just and just like anything else, the dumber the dumber the thing that you say, or the more vile and vicious the thing that you say, the greater the penalties are. It's like mm-hmm. I had toasted. You get to, you can say whatever you want. You absolutely can. But are you prepared for the cost of saying whatever it is that you want? Sure. Get- because that cost is different. That cost is different no matter what it is. You don't get to choose it. That's the funny thing. You don't get to choose the consequence. Yeah. That's just it. You know, you don't get to choose what that cost is. Is is that cost like you're getting booted out of a store? Okay. Trespass permanently? Okay. Well, what about, you know, could you get arrested? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Just depends. Right. But what about like, what about your job? Hmm. What about you know, losing members of the family because they decide they don't want to speak to you anymore because of the things that you're saying. Right. You know, you, you, you don't get to blame anybody else for your own actions. Yeah. I think that's a major thing in life is that people do something to other people and other people react. And then the first person gets upset at the reaction. You had to expect a reaction. You might not have expected this reaction, but you had to expect a reaction, right? You just yeah. you just minimize the cost of that by thinking you could just apologize to me and it would all be over. And it is when you apologize, but that doesn't mean I'm forgetting, you know? Right, exactly. And and also too, you know, those consequences are long long lasting and far reaching, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. People, you know, just because you can say what you want, that doesn't mean you're going to get to keep your job at the end of the day. Yeah, right. And it doesn't mean somebody's it, not going to fuck with you. I had a, a guy, tell mm-hmm. me, he, he said, you fucked with me. And so for the next year, I decided I would fuck with you 1% until I was satisfied we're even. And I was like, oh, you just taught me a great lesson. I love that. I don't have to fuck with people in proportion. I can, I can put it out like financing, you know, revenge. Mm-hmm. And I can just get you in a smiling way for years to come. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and that's just it. It's like, for me, it's, you know, what is worth it? What is, what is absolutely worth it for me to say or do? And what isn't, you know, yeah. consequences are, it's like, I fully expect to be able to say whatever it is I want. I also fully expect that Debbie will smack the absolute ever loving shit out of me. If I say something stupid, it's fixing your own life. Fix what's in front of you. If some dumbass says something dumb in front of me, that's what's in front of me. That's what I'm going to fix. <laughs> but at the same time too, it's like, you know, we also have to be open on the other side, on the other side of things that sometimes people say some ignorant things and you have to be willing to sit down and say, okay, hold up time out. Mm-hmm. What you've just said is not okay. Right. So let's give you the chance. Let's give you the chance to learn something here and maybe choose a different path. And if they're like, nah, fuck it, I'm going to double down on this. And you're like, all right, consequences. It is. That's right. Yeah. I agree with that because everybody, so. I always, 
uh, when I was married, I would come up and I would say just like caveman stuff. And my wife would be like, what do you mean? And I'd be like, I have an issue with, and she'd be like, say it again. And I'd be like, I just didn't want to be there that long. And she'd be like, all right, I understand. I didn't want to be there as long either. We got stuck. And I'd be like, thank you. But at first people don't always say it the right way. You know what I mean? Oh God, no. I'm, I'm, I can absolutely be terrible about saying things, you know, the way that I mean to my intentions, oftentimes my intentions are good. The way that I open my mouth sucks. (laughs) Yes, me too. For sure. And that's the worst part is like when you, when you're like, you you think you've said something right. And then you just get this horrified or, or angry or sad reaction. And you're like, (laughs) that was not what I was expecting. That was not, that, that was not what I was thinking I was going to see happen finding out it's like okay wow we were on totally different pages here mm-hmm. communicate let's get this cleared up but if if i was told that hey what you did said just wasn't cool and here's why i'm gonna sit down and go oh shit uh yeah sorry yeah. about that i that was not what i meant to have happen at all yeah I, you know have the chance to actually correct my actions whereas if i was just like nah, fuck it. I'm going with it again. Let's do this again. That's on me. What happens next is on me. Right. Yeah. A lot of times people miss it because I say it so fast, but I always say, start with, I'm so sorry. I'm going to put thought into how to fix that. And then I'll go on Mm -hmm. and then I'll just go on being me, but I'll at least acknowledge that something happened, that I did something and that I'm thinking about how to not do that again, if it offended you. And at some point I'm going to ask you, for more information, but usually when I come up with the solution I think is worthy, then I'll come and have a conversation with you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, you know, actions, consequences, freedom of speech, it's all relative. Yeah. It's all relative. The 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 question is is, you know, does does the person have enough wherewithal to sit down and go, ooh. I probably shouldn't have said that or better question. Do you need to say anything? You know, right. Oftentimes we're, you know, we've gotten to that point of, it's like, we we're so used to seeing people get that sound bite in to own the, whoever, right. That people are starting to emulate that in their own way on their own ways of communicating. Mm -hmm. It's like, really is that all this is is we're trying to figure out who we're going to own next right because man i don't have time for that shit that was the question I, i was addressing last week when i set up passive aggressive people i wanted to talk about that topic because it feels like there is people in normal conversations trying to own me uh i don't have the time to own anybody fuck i'm barely i'm barely got my own shit figured out here so right but what i figured out was I just walk away. I just, mm? I just walk away. I don't even give an explanation for it. I don't say, nope. I'm just like, if that's who you're going to be right now, then that's not who I'm going to accept. And I just go on with my life and do other things until that person, you know, it starts acting differently. I just realized right. I'm not going to accept being bullied or picked on or, you know, made to feel bad about myself. And then I realized something inferior people look for opportunities to be superior when superior people are happy to appear inferior, Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the, uh, it's just really unfortunate that, you know, rather than try and build people up, it's that whole, we need to tear somebody down in order to feel better about ourselves. Right. It's it's leveling the playing field one way or another. Either you lift somebody up or you drag somebody down, you know? Mm-hmm. And at this point, it's like, it's time to stop dragging people down. Like, it really is. I agree. Like, like there is nothing, there is nothing wrong with walking away and just being like, you know what, fuck it. I think that's the best thing to do. And some mm-hmm. might be insulted in a minute, but I'll tell you in my, in my, in, in my history, it's been what I've said last to people that's echoed in my head. And if mm-hmm. I said something real stupid to Jeffrey and he just walked away, I'm left with that. Like what happened with Jeffrey? What was the last thing I said? And that's how you get people to work it out. Why did Jason walk away after I said that? Oh, cause I insulted him. And then I went ahead and insulted him again. 
And if you do it three times, then I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'll be polite and I'll be passive and I might try and joke with you back. But the, the issue I have is with people that can't take it as much as they can give it. And that's where the, oh, that's yeah. where the passive aggressive comes in. I'm going to make a joke. And if you take it as a joke, I'm going to take it seriously. But if you take it seriously, I'm going to say it was a joke. And I don't like that. I don't react. I don't do well with people that split the difference like that. And I learned mm -hmm. that's a lot what sarcasm is. It's splitting the difference, saying, I don't really care, but I care a lot at the same mm -hmm. time. And I, I have a real hard time communicating with these people because they do that to me. If I say a joke, they take it seriously. And I'm like, what? It was a joke, you know? And then suddenly I'm playing their game and I just don't, I just walk away from it all. I don't have time for that. Right. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So in the end, do you think it was okay that the what was with the one Supreme Court judge, Clarence Thomas, that said no, this cheerleader should be penalized? <laughs> like eight of eight eight Supreme Court justices said no, freedom of speech, but one said no. <laughs> it, it, I I don't. I I I wish I had a good answer for you on that one. Mm -hmm. I really don't. Okay. It's to me, you know, it's that you know, it's that whole actions versus consequences you know you mm. can say fuck cheer but does that mean that you're not going to be punished in some way like that's i don't know the whole snapchat thing is that if anybody captured it or tried to save it you would know about it so if mm -hmm. like she knows exactly the person that captured the information you know oh and that's just it is it's that you know, she, she probably knew exactly who captured it, but the reality is, is that does saying something like that, you know, mean that they should face that kind of punishment. And that's what, that's what, uh, the other eight said is, is that, you know, actions have consequences, but the punishment didn't fit the crime. Right. They weren't the people to punish her. They weren't the people to punish her. And realistically, the the punishment itself, it, it didn't create, uh, it didn't create like a damage, right. You know, that would have said, Hey, this person shouldn't be on a cheerleading squad. Right. And for the record, you know, Snapchat deletes its stuff after 24 hours or whatever time you set, sometimes 15 seconds, sometimes sooner. Once you read a message and then back out, it disappears. So, I mean, it has a lot of anonymity to it, but it also lets you know if anybody screenshots anything or tries to yep. save anything. That's why I like the app. That's why people should get Snapchat. Go get Snapchat today. And, uh, you know, that's why I like it over Facebook as well. It's independent. It's not owned by Twitter or Facebook. So I kind of mm -hmm. like it. Um, it's independence. And, you know, I'm always, it's always about independence and the freedom to speak. And Snapchat does that for me. For me, like Snapchat was like a nice, uh, Snapchat was, was a, a, a neat little in-between technology yeah. for when uh, you couldn't send video on Facebook, mm -hmm. on Facebook Messenger, right. or over like text, but you wanted, it was like that, it just fit really well with the Vine era of quick, short video communications. Yeah. So for me, like, I rarely use Snapchat. Like, it's just one of those things where it's like, I have it, but I rarely use it. And really, there's only like three people that actually use it and it's my mom and my sisters <laughs> right i got you and, and all i do is i get videos of my of my niece right which all right cool you know whatever my friend lexi but, said do you mind if i call you and i was like sure and she called me on snapchat and i was like i didn't know you meant on snapchat and she's like i yeah i never used it before and i was like i never used it before. i didn't know you could call people on snapchat you, yep. you can video chat with people. There's a map where you can see where all your friends are. You can see events going on around the world. And it's, it's just, yep. I'm just still learning how to use it. You know what I mean? I figured if I was going to oh, get yeah. stock in it, I was going to figure out how to use it. So if I see a Snapchat name, I generally add them. You know what I mean? I have a lot mm -hmm. of new friends in, in Pensacola. <laughs> I'll tell you hey, there you go. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, the after this last political cycle hmm. like and and with the pandemic i've gotten really worn out on social media yeah like 
checking it and seeing if anything's going on. It's like, I'd rather just talk to people I know because then, or, or send them memes directly just mm-hmm. because it gets so fucking lost in, in everything. And it's just not, you know, eh, it's just not as fun as it once was. Like, it it's isn't. not what I, it's not what I enjoyed about the platforms back in the day. Yeah. It's like you saw that half of our country um, had liver spots when they took their clothes off and you just don't want to see that again. They're great people. You just don't really want to see that about them again, you know? And, and, uh, and the, <laughs> the shit that people are willing to believe yeah. because it either comes from one political party or another, it just absolutely infuriates me. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, I just, maybe this is called being, becoming cynical asshole, but <laughs> I just, you know, I, I just really wish that, you know, what Facebook was would have stayed what it was mm-hmm. as a goofy way to, you know, send pictures to friends, you know, and, and write stupid shit and just have some fun with it not yeah. become this all out fucking war over, you know, red versus blue, mm-hmm. which isn't our but, war. It's not our war. Mm-hmm. It's just a group of people playing a video game with real lives. It's, you know, yep. Democrats and Republicans just guessing at what might work and what might not work. And we suffer the consequences. Yep. And it's been real frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's been real, real frustrating. Yeah. It's like watching two gods like Zeus and uh, Aphrodite fighting for eternity above your head and just dropping shit on you. Oh, yeah. People die. Yeah, you know, like almost 600,000 people die to COVID. Are we interested in how that happened or why that happened? Is there any critical thought on this stuff? Like, are, is your average American just happy that COVID is almost done? Or are they living in COVID because they refused a mask and they're getting the variants because still 200 people a day are dying of COVID because people don't mm-hmm. trust the vaccine? It's just a weird time to be alive and to be American, you know? It's, you know, it's a weird time to, to be a person of science, to be perfectly honest. It's like, you know, because I've got one side who, you know, won't trust anything that I say. And I got another side who will only trust it if it fits the, the narrative. And it's like, yeah, what the fuck? You know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, uh, that's not how any of this works, but okay. Yeah. I, one of the uh, lessons I had to learn was to not judge people and not judge things. And that started with not trying to get into people's conversations or eavesdrop or listen in or come up with advice while people were talking. I just learned that somebody else's life is more like a movie to watch that I could Mm -hmm. interact with once in a while, as opposed to like something that I had to put on strings, like a puppeteer, you know, Mm -hmm. and that a lot of people want you to live life the way they would live their life, even though you're Mm -hmm. not, you're not anything like them. And it's real hard to get out of the, I would have space and just been like, uh, Hey, I'm here if you need space, you know? Right. We're, we're just so ready to judge people for everything. And so we're quizzing people that way. Like, hey, what's your sexuality? I'm thinking to myself, people shouldn't know what my sexuality is. It's none of their business. There's uh, about 58 people that know what my sexuality is. But, you know, you're going to have to meet me more intimately to find that out. You shouldn't know what my right. political affiliation is. You should watch my actions and how I change the world. That's what should matter to you, you know? But yet we're judged judged for all that. Oh, Jeffrey has a beer. Oh, beard. So he must be a certain kind of Jeffrey has a beer, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's 1030 and it's already 90 degrees outside. I wouldn't mind having a nice cold beer right now. (laughs) What kind? Well, I got to right now. I got to go with my, uh, Montucky cold snacks out of Bozeman, Montana. Hmm. It's, it's, you know, a nice light American lager. It's got a great taste to it. Love it. It's super smooth and I enjoy it. You know, when I'm not drinking my German beers for the taste, that's like the perfect, like ice cold beer with a barbecue. It's not a Budweiser or a Bud Lighter or a Coors or a Miller or anything like that. Right. It tastes great. It's nice. It, it just, it, it has a, it has a great, it, it's so crisp. I like it so much. It's smooth. I mean, 
if you're if you're expecting world class beer, no, none of the none of the American <laughs> lagers are. But if you're looking like if you're looking for a great beer, and they they uh, they're one of those beers that they so they donate back to charity like eight and a half percent, I think is what it is. So what's what's up with the organic beers now? I saw Michelob had an organic, only three ingredients. So organic beers. Oh, this is a fun one. Um, where do you want to start? Uh, let's see. Organic beer. Well, so let's start with this German beer. So German beer making has what they call the German pure, uh, purity laws. Mm-hmm. You can only have three ingredients. Okay. And the idea is, is that you have to, you have to, you have to process it. You have to, you have to make it in such a way that, you know, it's self-containing, self-sealed, and you don't have any of these other add-ons. Okay. So like, for example, um, my sister's brewery, like they get really close to the German purity laws, but the difference is, is that they add carbonation into their beers. Mm, I saw the nitrogen. And you beers. can't do that. I love the nitrogen you can't, beers. You can't way. do that for German purity laws. Like it, it has to be, it has to be self-carbonating. Wow. Okay. So literally barley hops water. Like, yep. That's it. That's it. That's all you can do. How you, how you cure it to get its tastes is entirely on you. But it cannot have anything more than those three ingredients. Right. So why? Why are people doing that? Well, I mean, you could you could say that it's part of the, the health food craze, you know, mm-hmm. that everybody's, you know, being more conscious about what they're putting into their bodies. Right. Some you know, some might say that, you know, they're trying to capitalize on a market that just really isn't present in the United States. You know, ger- you know, we get our German beers from Germany, you know, to have, you know, to have those German purity laws. So the idea that maybe there's going to be some local brewers who embrace that, pretty neat to me. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Is it better? But is it better? Organic beer over processed? Well, I can't say that I've had an organic Michelob. Well, I've I, had a regular Michelob. But you've had German beer and German beer by American definition, it would be organic. German beer by well, not necessarily. It doesn't. So those three, those three things, it doesn't say whether or not what you've had is genetically engineered or genetically modified. Does that matter when so it's may or may organic, not. or is yes. that the definition of organic? Isn't just a vegetable a vegetable? Somebody asked me like, "What's your favorite vegetable?" And I was like, "I like all sorts of plants, but they're all plants, so you know." Organics or so organics doesn't necessarily have like the best standard, the most clear standard, right? Organics, literally, you know, literally organics is usually nothing genetically modified or genetically engineered and limited chemical spray. Oh, yeah. So you usually have to have a combination of the two in order for it to be considered organic. And even then it's, it's not that you can't spray it at all. It just has to fall under a certain threshold. And so it, it just depends on, it just depends on who's doing what and what they call organic. So organic doesn't, isn't necessarily like the greatest standard in the world. Okay. Maybe it's closer to the paleo then, like more like paleo, three simple ingredients. Maybe, but honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say that. Mm. I would honestly just say that, you know, the simplicity makes it delicious. The lack of, you know, the lack, the lack of chemicals, uh, additional preservatives okay. makes it delicious. Um, honestly, it just, you know, one of the, one of the beers that I like to drink, Weinsteppener, they are the world's oldest brewery operating since the year 1040. Wow. So in, in, in 19 years, they will have 1,000 years of beer making. Wow. Which is safer than That's... water for a majority of that time. I mean, I'd rather drink beer. Yeah, but... definitely. <laughs> so what about going the other way? Have you ever had Riverside Brewery's old-fashioned beer? Nope. nope. I have not. Mm. I've been trying to. I didn't even know what an old-fashioned was until I had a rich man put a $400 ice cube in my drink. He's like, yeah, that, sh- that ice cube costs more than the shot. 
you know, I was like, wow, but I love old fashions, you know what I mean? <laughs> pretty good. Right. When they're made right, they're pretty good. I can't imagine a beer that tastes like that. Uh, the only, the only, the only like positive and negative experiences, like really great to talk about is Bud Light Lime when it is fucking nuclear hot is the most disgusting thing I've ever had. Oh, really? Oh, Jesus Christ. That is terrible shit. Oh. I mean, it's not good cold, let alone when it's fucking hot. It is. I was a Budweiser kid um, in my twenties. Let's see. Um, but like the first time I got to have like a, like a, an October, a real Oktoberfest beer. Sure. Oh my God. It was so good mm-hmm. because you're supposed to pair them with like sharp cheeses and sausage. Yeah. And yeah. Oh my God. Does it go well to, does it, it's so good. Mm. You know, like I used to drink bass beer and what it was best with was like gumbo. Gumbo and bass beer is just, it, the, <laughs> the pairing is just amazing, you know? Yeah. For me, it's like, I've always wanted to find like that good beer that went with, a, with you know, just whatever I'm pulling off the grill in the back. And Montucky has been like my favorite go-to okay. uh, to just drink with a, to, to drink with grilled dinner. It's absolutely delicious. Love it. Um, but, um, but like if I go have German food, oh man, dark beers with, with meats, darker sauces. Oh yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get uh Weinsteppner's Hefedunkel when I get my Jaeger schnitzel and it is so good. <laughs> so good. There he is speaking Greek again, German again. German. <laughs> well, I was watching something. I'm, we're not going to stay on it very long. I just thought it was interesting that I was watching like the rise of the third Reich and how it began and it started with the eugenics in America, which was the elimination of like disabled people and, you know, seeing people as inferior or superior. And then that was taken over by the Germans who started eliminating their disabled people. And I just, because I have this, this thought, like, and I don't want to, I don't want to be mean, but like what happened to the black people that weren't suited to be slaves? Like that weren't taken as slaves, you know, like the disabled, the elderly, what happened to them? Were they just killed or did the, the white people just in, leave in, them? In Germany or? Oh, sorry. I, ha- uh, I, I covered a lot there. This yeah. Is, uh, or, or when, when, when slaver ships were running. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. You know what I mean? Like this, I honestly, I, I, I honestly don't know. It just seems and weird so. that disabled people are like the start for so many giant movements of death <laughs> it's it's hard uh, like i i honestly don't know and i don't i honestly don't know what's documented out there that yeah. could be a really interesting question to have answered it was you know? it was a like a thing about penhurst hospital and mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think that was one of the episodes of american horror story so if you want to learn about that that's where disabled people were just treated so horribly and i only bring it up for the intersectionality you know and that's about it we're all treated like crap we need to work together so okay Mm -hmm. i'm going to ask you a question because i did not get an answer and i'm kind of upset about it what i did was i watched um pitch black then i watched the chronicles of riddick and then i'm going to watch mm-hmm. riddick and then i looked it up on wikipedia to see the order that i was supposed to watch them in and i saw that there's a riddick four coming out which is awesome mm. and that made me think is he a superhero or is he just an angry guy like which one is Riddick? I know they call him an anti-hero, but is he a superhero mm-hmm. because he's Furion, or is he just an asshole? <laughs> well, yeah, they, they never really answer that one. Yeah. Um, I would say that it's, I think it's part asshole, part superhero in that, you know, Riddick is Riddick because, uh, you know, he got that shine job on his eyes. Right. But at the same time, you know, he does have a lot of, he, his strength was legendary beforehand. Right. It just, so basically he got an enhancement that made him even stronger. Right. But it's learning how to kill people from birth, right? It's a trade, it's a trade craft. It's not a skill. It's not a supernatural skill. 
No, it's not a supernatural skill. Okay. Although um, is the supernatural skill would be the inability to bend or be flexible, you know, like as uh, as a fearing, he just gets angry and takes it out on everybody, and that's his superhero trait, maybe. Super rage. Yeah, super rage. Super white rage. No. So, oh God! Not from Ben Diesel. You're not going to get it. But white rage. We we kind of skated right over that, didn't we? Are you? That's, that's are a, people entitled to have self rage? And are they self diagnosing themselves with self rage, or is it an insult that we're throwing as woke people on people that we don't like? It's it's. Uh, I think I think it's an insult more more than anything. Gotcha. Um, but I, but it's unfortunately it's 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 a it's a stereotypical insult that's not wrong. <laughs> we'll go right. with that. If you've ever seen a Karen or witnessed a Karen, you know, then you would understand what right, white rage is. You know, you know, and and that's just it. Is it's that it it boils down to people being unable and unwilling to understand the world around them, right? And the fact that things are different. So. I don't know. It's, it's, that's a huge, that's, it's, that's such a deep topic to go into that it's, yeah. it's going to be hard to even start to touch that one. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to look up more about white rage. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably, that one's probably going to be a good idea to look up because <laughs> that one's going to be, that one's going to be a rough one. Oh yeah. Maybe it's like incel, right? There's there's so much that you can go into on that. It just depends on how far down the rabbit hole you want to go. Right. Hold on a second. Yep. And you're listening to Public Access America. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Player FM, TuneIn Radio, the Stitcher Smart Radio app, Red Circle, and more. You can find our social media on Instagram at Public Access America, YouTube at Public Access America Podcast, Twitter at Public Access Pod, and we are back with Jeffrey. That is an insertion point. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, it's, you know, doing all right. Yeah. Debbie's about to go do some exploring and having some fun no. for today while trying to stay while trying to stay cool. So She's, They're always cool. Debbie is always cool. Of course, Billy is is right now trying to make the case for for mom not to leave by by laying down all sprawled out, belly up. Oh, cut me first. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, you can't go. See, I'm too cute. This I'm true. too cute for you to leave. Sometimes you gotta let say, your dogs lead your destiny. You know. Oh yeah, and Billy's been Billy's been one of those just absolutely fantastic dogs to have. Yeah. During the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic she she's a she's an absolutely fantastic creature and she's a bit of a butthole at times but you know so am i so right <laughs> interesting i've not settled on a pet my my roommate has two cats and i find them all over the place so i have i have pets but when we were going to move in the last owner was like did you want me to leave the dog and i was like what you're going to leave us your dog i don't want your dog I don't want the responsibility. Wait, wait, wait. What dog owner goes, hey, I'm moving. Do you want my dog? Exactly. What the fuck? The story they told us was that their kids were playing and this dog just wandered into the yard and started protecting them. Like, you know, <laughs> and they just never did anything about the dog. They just let the dog live there. And they were like, "Do you, should we keep letting the dog live here? <laughs> it's like, no, no, I don't want your dog, but it's an awesome dog. I mean, because I spent the whole day playing with the dog while my friend looked at the house, you know? So right. I'm here for the dogs, a, not the people. That's a, that's a, that's a weird one though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, animals choose you. Billy, Billy chose us yeah. and, you know, it's, it's been nice to have because, you know, during good times and during rough times, she's been, she's an absolute sweetheart. And she like, you know, yeah. she, she really is, you know, some animals are just really super in tune with your emotions mm -hmm. and Billy is one of them. Okay. So like if I'm having a rough day, she's full of snuggles and cuddles. You know, if I'm having a good day, it's let's play and have some fun. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, she's too she's going to be two here in a few months. And so she's still puppyish and kind of a butthole at times. And they're always wishing for the optimistic ideal world. Aren't they dogs? Mm -hmm. Like I feel that cats wander between dimensions 
and only when you pet them do they come back to this one and i think they're perpetually confused by life because they're just seeing things in like four dimensions when we're not you know oh like i like our cats are like you know they they pretty much fuck off with themselves mm-hmm. all day long and then they'll just be like mm, yes hi i'm here for my mandatory feeding and <laughs> what i will allow you to touch of my fur right whereas you know billy's like friend 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 hi friend i'm gonna be all over you friend you're the best friend in the world friend yeah yeah you know nice thing about a like nice thing about a dog when you treat them right there's they're always happy to see you yes and the great thing always about dogs that people you. don't realize is that even an abused dog over time can recover yep you know and whereas this one cat we have that we adopted she's she's been like three quarters feral the entire time yeah you know and that hasn't changed much so she she won't really come she'll come near people a little bit mm-hmm. but like there's only been a couple of us that ever actually get to hold her yeah so yeah. and even then it's like i'm not picking her up to hold her like she's like i will sit on you and you can pet me but if you move i'm gonna use four wheel drive and run away we have a cat like that here he's like pet me pet me pet me stop and he'll just dig all four of his like claws into you you know and just bite you until you stop and then he'll let go yeah whereas billy is just like kiss 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 are you done kiss 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 that's why i'm a dog person Yep. And she likes to, I mean, her biggest problem is, is that she likes to jump and she's a hundred pound dog. So it's like, you know, mm. she'll, she'll knock a person over, but like we had a friend over for uh, Memorial day and she brought her two kids over that were like five and seven years mm-hmm. old. And those kids ran around with, with Billy all day long. The kids would follow her around. She'd follow the kids around. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, lots of kisses, lots of playing with each other. And, you know, just, you know, Billy was always just kind of watching over the kids. Mm. So it was just, it was fantastic. Love that. You know, she's, she's a real good, she's a real sweet girl. Mm. I love so, that. Well, thanks for being you know, here, Jeffrey. Absolutely. You know, this seemed like a, a wandering weird episode, right? Uh, yeah, but you know, wandering and weird is all right because we just kind of get to go wherever we want. That's true. And I'll, I'll, you know, sometimes I'm like, I don't know if that was a great episode, but then in the editing, when I have to make the list of topics and I'm like, every two minutes, new topic, new topic. I'm like, all right. That wasn't so bad. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I mean, really though, it's like, sometimes it's nice to not have to be like, okay, let's respond to the latest, most fucked up thing that's happened. Yeah. I mean. Somebody said when you respond to it, you elevate it. So if you're going to elevate something, elevate worthy things, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just don't feel you know, like the, the a lot of the Republican stuff is realistic. And I think a lot of it is Democrats saying, please complain about this. And there's checks for it all. Like that filibuster thing. Somebody even said it. Elizabeth Warren said there's a cutout exemption. We just need to work on that. I was like, yeah, the same thing Jeffrey and I were saying four weeks ago. You know, so everything's mm-hmm. going to get ironed out and worked out. It's just they're going to keep us frazzled and frenzied so they can get the donations. Don't feed the beer. Yep. Don't donate to politicians. Yep. And and like and like I said with the filibuster, I mean, like, I understand why, why people want to keep it. Mm-hmm. I understand why people want to get rid of it. It's just that if you want to get rid of it only because your party's in power, you right. know, but you were willing to use it when uh, you weren't in power. Yeah. And you didn't have a problem with it then like your problem is with not with the filibuster it's the problem that you don't get to just run roughshod over everything right but the democrats and, did and it. then you can't you can't be surprised when the democrats lose control of everything the republicans have control of everything and, they and all they got to do is have a simple majority and they just get to do whatever they want you don't get to be surprised by that that's right and that's you know and that's just it because like you know people are going to complain about it it's like look should should hey no no chewing on that, you jerk. Dog, there's the dog being a butthole. Yep, yep. Um, but I mean, that's that's just the reality. Is is that as much as I would, as much as I wish that there would be more cooperation in government, mm. that's not where we're at right now, and that's not where we're going to be at for a very long time, unfortunately. And so the expectation has to be that if you get rid of the filibuster, great, we're going to be able to pass, you know, the, the Democrats are going to be able to pass a whole bunch of things that they want to do, mm-hmm. but don't be surprised when the Republicans end up gaining power again and yeah. they 
do the same thing. Well, I mean, Boehner used it to get Obama cabinet picks. Um, Mitch McConnell used it to get the, you know, Trump's judges in. I think using an exemption for voting rights just makes sense. And you don't have mm-hmm. to get rid of the filibuster. I also think the standing filibuster is important towards the end of debate. If the minority realizes that they're losing and being trampled on and not being heard, I understand speaking up and using it. But our Senate was built to discuss and debate. And if you're going to preempt debate with it, that I don't think that's right. I think that's just eliminating the Senate altogether, which is what Mitch McConnell wants to prove is that government is big and bulky and it's a waste of time and he's doing that by being the red tape that we claim to hate and so yep every day every morning i wake up and i insult mitch mcconnell for not being able to do his job not being smart enough to know how to debate not how to write a policy not how to do anything other than obstruct because it's his one mm-hmm. trick if he had anything else to do he would do it. If he thought he could create a better policy than Democrats, he would do it. But he's just not smart enough to know how to do it. And I really think the Republicans need to start with new leadership on both sides all the way down. I just I think it I think it you know what I mean? Well boy what it boils down to is it's like the the Democrats got pissed because, you know, Joe Biden, who is an adherent to, you know, the Senate mm-hmm. has gone about doing things in a bipartisan way i love it and they're pissed and the and and the democrats are pissed that you know he's taking way too long and just let's just get it done already let's just do it ourselves let's just it's like okay cool you want to sit there and talk about you know bipartisan stuff but then this is how you're going to react well guess what right you ain't gonna get any bipartisan work later joe on bigger things it cracks me up joe biden's in the driveway saying we came to a, a consensus decision and bernie sanders is like whatever, I'm over here doodling a uh, $6 trillion reconciliation. So do whatever you want. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like bipartisanship, but we're still going to do it. And I think that's the way it is. I mean, treat the Republicans the way they treated you. But at some point, we need common sense. You know, I mean, let's debate things. And if you don't agree mm-hmm. with it, then go ahead and filibuster for as long as you can to prove your point, you know? Yep, absolutely. Put yourself on the record on why you think it's a bad idea. Yeah, but leave us out of it. We're going to go drink our German beers and eat our fucking bratwurst, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got I've got some burgers to grill. Mm. Question is, is, do I even want to bother going outside? I got, up, I got up early this morning. Well, because, well, the dog was being a butthole. Mm. But I also needed to redo my lights on the back of my car. Mm. And at seven o'clock in the morning it was fucking miserable already for right. washington that was pretty impressive it was like so of course i'm messing around with one set of lights only to figure out that they're not going to work but i was able to get all the others done okay. so that's that is what it is <laughs> it's an accomplishing of a goal that's somewhat right right so you know uh had to had to order another set of lights because you know leds and electricity mm-hmm. you know you, the systems are made to detect when you know things aren't working and so when things are at a different voltage it's a it just assumes it's not working so i ended up getting the hyper flash for my my blinkers and it's like ah oh, fuck i need a load resistor on these lights <laughs> that makes sense so cars they're not as easy to work on as they once were no and that's why we build computers I love you, Jeffrey. Yep. I'll let you get back to what you love. You too. Go enjoy your garden. You have a garden, right? I have. I did not get a chance to do any gardening this year because things just were just crazy. Fuck pandemic. Fuck you know. Fuck the world. If we don't have a chance to garden, who are we? My, my well, my hope is is that you know once once I once uh my department has some more people in it, I'm not going to f- be so busy and so exhausted all the time. Okay. Well, let's work on that. So. Stri- we're 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 getting there. I'll talk to you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Boom. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright tonight, we prove once more that the true strength of our nation.
Stitcher, Stitcher Smart, Smart Radio, Radio, Radio Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. In the making. In the making. In the making. 